Calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Stutzman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Good morning. This is Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. It is March 20th, and Luke, last weekend, Colorado Springs was slammed with two feet of snow. This morning, the birds are a-chirping. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, no sun here, or excuse me, no uh, snow here in sunny California. Just another (laughs) sunshiny day. But I will say I was up in the high desert in Adelanto earlier this week on some business and saw something I haven't seen in a long time, and that was a few snow flurries. So, you know, nothing that actually stuck, but there was snow in the air. I was like, what is this stuff? (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. But yeah, it's uh, another beautiful sunny day here in LA. And what a wonderful way to introduce a returning favorite of the pod, Miss Jessica Coulterman. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing? Hey, guys, I'm good. Excellent, excellent. So, Jess, we have officially crossed as a nation 100 million shots in arms i know that you are central to the vaccination <laughs> effort at uh, at your place of work uh so let's talk there and then uh you know get into what vaccination and the effort effort has looked like around our good old hometown of seward nebraska yeah absolutely so uh right before Christmas, about a week before Christmas, uh, I got a phone call from the local health department up in Fremont where I work. And they said, you know, we've got vaccine coming. It's going to be here. We need you guys ready to go. And so, you know, we kind of rallied up our team and said, we need to, you know, really figure out who within our organization wants the vaccination. You know, what, what does that look like in terms of numbers? Because, you know, I don't want a situation where the health department called and said, okay, we've got vaccine for you. And then, you know, we don't, we don't know how many we need and we don't know who wants it and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. we did a survey and we surveyed the entire organization, like everyone who, you know, was employed with our company. Um, and our survey came back with about 50% saying that they did want to uh, do the vaccination when that opportunity came up. And I, I will, I will admit, I was kind of disappointed with mm-hmm. that number. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called the health department. And I was like, "Oh, I've got, you know, I've got fifty percent." And they're like, "Are you kidding me?" I yeah. said, "No, I mean, right around fifty percent." And they're like, "Yeah, we we expected you like to be around twenty or thirty percent." Oh, okay. So I, I guess I was like, "Oh, okay." So I guess we're we're doing okay. Um, so then what happens is you build out your, they, they ask you to prioritize your individuals mm-hmm. um, within that, you know, that 
so you know that that group you have so what we did is um we took guidance from you know we go online and look at some of the the guidance that's put out by like places like the university of nebraska medical center and um the state of nebraska has you know obviously their tiers that we have to will get the vaccine based on where we are as food processing people in that tier but it also helps you look at like who's in the high tiers, right? Like see anyone over the age of 65, of course. So then um, you uh, also know like people with known medical conditions, which we did not ask our people to identify a medical condition. Like we didn't do a, we didn't do that as part of the survey, but if they, if they came to us and said like, Hey, I have, I have diabetes. Can, you know, can I be towards the front or, you know, I have a heart condition or whatever the case was, we, if they came to us and let us know they wanted that vaccination because of, you know, medical condition, then we moved them further up in the, in the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did is I built something, I called them flights. I didn't, I didn't know what to call them. So I called them flights. Mm-hmm. So I built out of our 500 people flights with about 50 people in each flight. And basically it started with age. So anybody that was over 65 was obviously in the first flight and I ranked them in the flight um, age, you know, oldest to, to youngest. And then after I got done with the 65 plus of the organization, then what we did is we had done a um, hazard analysis for every place in our facility. So the way food processing facilities are laid out is you have different parts of the plant, right? You have lines. So there's the, you know, this line and that line and line one, line two, line three. And then in different places on the lines, they have different jobs. So, you know, in this place, it's a loader. And then in this place, it's a trimmer and and so on and so forth. So what I looked at is the hazard analysis we had done to tell us who was at the highest level of risk for having the most contact with other individuals. So close contact people on the line. So let's just use the trimmers as an example. We have put barriers in between the trimmers, Mm -hmm. but they are still physically closer than for example the loader so i'm going to put the trimmers higher on my flight than i would put the loader so then you have a consideration that knowing that the vaccination will most likely cause some side effects and not knowing what day of the week you're going to be able to give the vaccination you have to mix it up because you can't take an entire line out to get the vaccination at one point or an entire section of the line. Mm -hmm. Because if you take like all 10 people and they all would have side effects, you would have no one to work the next day when you have to operate. Mm -hmm. So then you have to filter them into different flights. So (laughs) it was this (laughs) It was this, um, I will call it a jigsaw puzzle is probably Mm -hmm. the best way to describe it. A jigsaw puzzle on spreadsheets. (laughs) (laughs) So I started with every individual on my spreadsheet. And then as I would put them into a flight, with all that criteria being considered, I would basically cut and paste them from one spreadsheet to the next and mix it all up and make it all work. And then then you wait, right? (laughs) Then you you hurry up and you wait and you say, okay, health department, what do you got this week? Wow, <laughs> and then you start wow. calling. 
And then in the middle of all that, so we're ready to go. So by the by first week in January, I had my flights built out. I had done all this analysis. I had talked to all of my people. You know, we're ready to go. You know, we're going to hopefully get this vaccine soon. And then they changed the, the, the state prioritization order. And one week they changed us like three times. Like we went from being high in the ranking to we're very, very low in the ranking to now we're in the middle. <laughs> and so you wait, you wait for your call that vaccine is available for the people in your facility. And I will say we had probably, I, I'm very biased, but I think we have the best in up in Fremont, one of the very best um, health departments in the state to work with. They have just been um, just such a partner to us through this entire or, you know, ordeal. And they, um, they said, here's the deal. You're, you're this, you're in the middle of the ranking, but we understand the risk that you guys run every day with, you know, especially your 65 plus people. So when we start doing 65 plus, we're going to leave 10 spots open until you get all your 65 plus people done. Very so, nice. that, you, you know, so they'd say, Hey, Jessica, can you bring us 10 65 plus today? And I would say, yep. And I would pull them off the floor and I, you know, push them into the, the, you know, health department system really quick, get all their data entered, put them in my car and drive them to the clinic. <laughs> and, um, in some cases it would say it happens so fast um, I, you know, I'd, I'd snag a translator at, at the facility there, but then like, I'd be driving them and I'm like, yeah, I don't speak Spanish and most of them were Hispanic. So I it was like, we'd all laugh and I'd try to communicate and they, they try to teach me words. And so it was, it was <laughs> really great. Um, truly a great bonding experience for me and some of these people. And then, um, I was like the, I don't know what they called me. They called me, well, they started calling me Uber. So that became my nickname <laughs> for a couple of days while I was doing this. And they'd be like, Uber, Uber. <laughs> um, but I, um, you know, and then I would sit with them while they're getting their shot. And, you know, I had some people who are really scared, but they wanted to do it, you know, but they're scared of shots or they were nervous about the, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's there and talk to them and, and um, we take pictures and we give thumbs up and we'd all laugh and, um, you know, then we have to wait 15 minutes and then, and then, they, you know, if everybody's okay, then everybody could leave. And so we, so I did this, this went on for the whole month of February where we were doing this, where we had the 65 plus. Um, and then, and then after that, when, when we got done with all of our 65 plus and all the other facilities in town who, who are also food processing got done with their 65 plus, then we started tapping into what we'll, we'll refer to as like key individuals who we truly can't operate without, mm -hmm. you know, there's only one or two people that do a job. And so if they were out with a COVID, like we'd kind of be in a world of hurt. So mm -hmm. we would, we would filter in a few people here and there. So I'd take, you know, three or four on this day when they had extra vaccine or whatever. So we did that the whole month of February. Um, and then the first week of March, they, the, the community um, that health district had basically started to get through most of their 65 plus people that had mm -hmm. signed up and wanted it in the whole region there. And so they said, we have more room. So we're going to let you guys bring like 50. Um, or then the next week, I think in March, it was like, you can have a hundred. And then um, Thursday, I was going to say yesterday, my whole days are all, I've been living this vaccination dream um, <laughs> but thursday uh, we did a on-site clinic where we vaccinated over 200 people 
Wow. Nice. Um, Fantastic. So at this point, with all my piecemealing, and we have done over 400, well, it's about 475 individuals who are connected to our plant. Fantastic. And um, that's approaching half of our people. Um, and so 50%, we're almost there. Um, you know, we had, a, like, we've had some scheduling conflicts, um, you know, like if, if the clinic is in the afternoon, people who get off at like late morning, you know, I can't, you know, it's hard to say like, Hey, go, you've been working on, you know, this big shift, but, but now come do a vaccination. So we said, we'll get you in later. Those kinds of things. We've had to work around some of those, but, um, you know, I'm really proud of the work we've done. Um, I, you know, I have. Uh, you know, it, it's a really great feeling when people get their shots. Like I've had people, you know, I, I've been there the whole time. So I've been there with them when they're getting their vaccinations and, you know, people will throw their arms around, like people will hug me and they're so happy. And I've had people like burst into tears and I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? And, you know, they're just, it's tears of joy. Like it's, they're truly um, just really thrilled and, and relieved is probably a good word. Um, I have one gentleman who um, I'm, he's one of our early employees. He's been with us since, since the beginning and his, his, he lost both of his parents wow. to COVID mm-hmm. um, not in Nebraska. They lived, they live in another state. Um, and he, he was one of the early people I got to get the vaccination because um, he's a key, he's a key individual that we would, he works in, in, in an area of the plant that we needed him and there and, he, um, you know, I took him to get his vaccination. I, you know, met him there and we, he drove in another car with another colleague, but we met there and, and he's just like, I am so grateful that we're doing this. He's like, I, my kids will not have to lose me to this virus because of this vaccination. Like the way I lost both my parents and wow. he's like, I'm just so happy and, and relieved. And, and he's like, so grateful that this opportunity is there. And, you know, and that makes me just so humbled that we've been able to, to make a difference in people's lives like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I think there's a challenge with the vaccination system for a general person who's not plugged into maybe a medical community or who's not plugged into the portals, right? Like, cause that's Mm -hmm. how you sign up. You go into these all these different portals that different health districts have or this the state has. And for somebody who's not maybe sitting at a desk every day, accustomed to navigating these things, I think it can be challenging. Sure. Especially in other languages. Um, and, you know, I have amazing people that work for our company. Like they're just the most genuine, sincere you know, such a strong work ethic. I'm so proud of them all. And I'm so, you know, humbled to be with them every day. Um, but at the same time, some of them don't have the same skills that, you know, I have from sitting in front of a computer every day, you know, um, I'll ask for like, when I'm plugging them into a portal, I'll ask for their email address. Some of my team members don't use email. Um, and so when, you, you know, when you face a I'll just call it a barrier. I don't know if that's the right word, but you know, you need a, you need like a, a navigator, right? Mm-hmm, you need a helper mm-hmm. to get you connected to those resources. And, you know, I'm hopeful that other, other companies and other um, services like, you know, uh, programming that, that can 
get, you know, I'm hopeful it's out there that it can get, can, you know, people who don't have the same access, you know, to the internet or who don't have a computer, you know, I'm hoping people will find their path to get signed up for these vaccinations if they want them. Um, because I've, I've witnessed, you know, some of that process, um, you know, what, what do you do if you don't have an email address? And I, I mean, I try to skip that field. It won't let you continue. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I things I didn't think about. Um, and so, and maybe they, you know, maybe they just don't want to give the email address to me. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's a process. You have to find a computer. You have to sit down. You have to do it. You have to get your appointment. You have to then go to that place. We tried to take away every barrier they had to get this done. And now, especially with it being on site um, and having the opportunity to vaccinate them in, you know, in the company on site. Um, yeah, that's really wonderful. It is. So, so that's what I've been up to with vaccinations at my work. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So question I have, I, I guess I have to, I have to ask, but I'm going to hold it for just a moment. Bobby. Do, do you have our beginning of show tradition? I do. I do. Let me get it queued up here. Oh, I'm anxious to hear your music. I got I to gotta see what this is today. <laughs> yeah, Especially so on a Saturday. It is a new song by Drake and a little baby called Wants and Needs. It's got a lengthy intro, so I've kind of skipped the first 17, 18 seconds. Um but let me see here. Are we ready to rock? We are ready. Here we go. Out the comments, leave me out of nonsense. Speaking out of context, people need some content. Niggas trying to keep up, shit is not a contest. Whipping bands, concept, heaven sent, God sent. At least that's what my mom says. Proof is in the progress, money's not an object. Busy than a motherfucker, you know how my job get. Barking up the wrong tree, you know how the dogs get. Haven't fallen off yet. Come with a classic, they come around years later and say it's a sleeper. The ears are real, the petty is real. Might charge my ex for a feature. Deposit the money to Brenda Leticia or Linda Felicia. She came for me twice, I didn't need enough for her once. You know I'm a pleaser. 42 millimeter was made in Geneva. Yeah, I probably should go to Yeshiva. We went to Ibiza. Yeah, I probably should go link with Yeezy. I need me some Jesus. But soon as I well, there we go. We've got some new Drake and Lil Baby. And if you look at all the new songs that have come out and posted on various playlists on Spotify loop, I think there's out of the top 20, there's 15 of them that feature Lil Baby or Dub Baby. Okay. Well, Baby in the House. Baby in the House. You know, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised yesterday. Uh, I know you guys all followed the uh, Seward community page. And so they're, they're in. You follow uh, the goings on in the Seward High School Athletic Department. And a little hype video for the uh, Seward baseball team popped up. And uh, it was really, oh yeah, very check cool. It, check it out, check it out. I, I, I thought I was watching uh, something for uh, for a college or something. It was really cool, <laughs> really cool, all the way all the way down to the uh, the soundtrack of it. So go. They've got all go. kinds of skills that we did not have in high school, guys. I mean. Right? <laughs> Seriously, I was like, well, you go, gentlemen. All right. <laughs> oh, Jessica, before the break. We were talking about vaccinations and vaccinations in your workplace. And I, I want to just ask a quick 
well, I guess it's not a quick question. I guess it is the loaded question of the rollout. Uh, CDC guidance uh, suggests that we need close to 70% vaccination to reach herd immunity. Um, I, I am pleasantly surprised to hear that the health department felt that 50% was a high mark. Um, well, right. I, I just, think it was for my community, right? Like it's right. for the people that work in my building. They thought that was... 50 percent i was doing pretty good yeah so what do you think the 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 people that are hesitant to get it have you heard any you oh, know, yeah. murmurings of what what what's their hesitation <laughs> so um i i have heard it all sure, i have sure. <laughs> because i you know I, I don't i don't want to force anyone to get it who's like truly like let's say they have a medical thing and they don't want to talk about it right and they there's a reason they they've been advised not to get it so you know i try not to push Mm -hmm. Um, when I ask, you know, why don't you want to get it? But I do ask, right? Like, I feel like that's my responsibility as a, as a team leader to, to educate and to provide information and to encourage, um, because our, our business will not be able to get back to any kind of normal or our country for that matter, if we don't get to that, you know, that 70% or -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. So, um, I have heard everything. I have heard um, people with the infertility um, concern. Oh, sure. Like they, yeah. that is a that is a frequent one. Um, you know, and it doesn't matter if I give them the articles that talk about there's no evidence of this. They they've heard it somewhere. They saw it somewhere on the internet. I don't know. Um, that you know, there's not. I'm not going to change their mind. Um, there's a lot of. I don't take the flu shot. I've never taken the flu shot, and I don't get sick. I have a great immune system. I don't need any of this. That's mm-hmm. a frequent. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the, um, I, I, I've, I've had lots of, not lots, I've had a handful of people say, I don't want the government in my body. Like, I, I don't know what they've done to this vaccine. I don't trust it. Mm. Um, there's a lot of, this vaccine was rushed. They didn't follow the proper protocols. They didn't. It, there wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough testing. Um, there was one I had not heard. I heard Thursday and I was able to debunk it. And then that individual did get the vaccination, but they had heard that if they took the vaccination because it was quote experimental, that they are, if they, if they died, their life insurance would not pay out to their family. Oh, and God. I, I pushed on that and I was like, well, where did you hear that? Well, it was on the internet. Well, where mm-hmm. on the internet, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, well, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to call our, our life insurance company directly. I'm going to talk to our broker. I'm going to verify that that's not the case. And then, um, will you take it? And he said, yeah, if you do that, I will, I will take it. And so I did that. He took okay. it. Um, you know, so I, I mean, I've heard it all. Um, and then there's also a group you're not going to tell, no government is going to tell me what to do with my body. Um, right. And I think just to jump in real quick, I think, you know, uh, President Biden in his uh, Stephanopoulos interview suggested that, that correct, that no politician or person from the government 
uh, is really going to carry water with somebody who's already hesitant to get it. And it's more important that it comes from a, com a community leader, uh, perhaps a, a pastor or a priest or somebody in the workplace. Right. So do, do you foresee any, you know, you're doing such a great job and you're already at 50%. Now do you foresee, you know, the company putting any resources towards any kind of, uh, kind of internal marketing push to uh, yeah. encourage those to get it? Well, I, I will tell you, I, um, you know, I was pretty discouraged on Wednesday as I was signing people up for the vaccine because we had 200 slots to fill in on Wednesday. I was at like 120 mm. and, you know, I knew those people were there. Like they had originally signed up, mm -hmm. but I, you know, now, now is that you have to go in the room and do it. Right. So now that there's this actual push, and so I'm at the cafeteria and we're, you know, they're on break and, and we're doing a, we call it a vaccine party mm -hmm. <laughs> where, we, <laughs> where we brought in the tunes and we, you know, we stood up at the front and we, we talked about the vaccine and we answered questions and, and, you know, I'm still, I mean, God bless them. They, I love like, so they're eating their, their lunch. Right. So I'm kind of bothering them, but um, they, they're like looking at me and I saw some of those like blank stares and I was like, I just decided to throw in that we're going to do a raffle. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, and I'll tell you what, I'm just deciding this right now that I'm going to have a raffle. And if you're vaccinated by the 4th of July, you can win a thousand dollar gift card to Costco. And I threw that in. Um, now I did get to my 200. Did my raffle announcement get me there? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Um, but I thought it's like, it's more of like a reward, right. For someone who is doing it, mm -hmm. right. Like I'm, I'm doing something to like reward people, giving them an opportunity to win something, um, because they did do it. And it was funny. I did have people who had already gotten vaccinated come up and be like, do I get to be in the raffle too? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yep. And we have, um, we have a prize closet. Like, you know, every time, every once in a while, somebody will stop by with like a vendor or something that will drop something off for us. Then sure. like, you know, we'll stick it in the prize closet. So, um, um, so I'll have, you know, our prizes, we'll use those. And um, we're going to do, I'm thinking now like some kind of, we'll do a marketing thing. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I'm working on is I want to do a vaccination wall. So I have pictures of like tons of my employees when they've been getting a vaccine. So like if they're getting a vaccine, I try to be there and I'm trying to take pictures of everybody with a thumbs up or while they're getting the vaccine or whatever. So I think we're going to work on our vaccination wall and try to put people's pictures up that they're, they've been vaccinated. And I mean, if I have 400 people on the wall, and those 400 people are, are still healthy and coming to work. Like, I think that does, right. you know, show we're, we're okay. Um, you know, we did have, I mean, people have had some side effects, but they've been mild, right? Like mm -hmm. I had side effects um, from my vaccine. Um, the first I've had one shot and I did have side effects, but it was mild. I had body aches and um, a headache and just like about 15 minutes of chills. And that, yeah. that was it. And so um, you know, just working, like letting them know that could happen and that, you know, you're, you're gonna, it's normal, right? That's, that's part of right. this, that, but, but you're not gonna, like, if you, trust me, I've had COVID too. If you, <laughs> you <laughs> right. know, like this right. is, this is not as bad as COVID. I promise you, I've had now experienced both, you know, so, um, it. it's worth it to me to know that, one, I'm protecting my grandmas and my, my, my aunts and uncles, yeah. um, who are older than me. And, and two, 
that, um, you know, I'm, I'm protecting the people I work with. And, you know, so it's, you know, a one day of a headache and body aches and a few chills versus, you know, that full COVID experience with putting other people at risk. Like it's just a total, I mean, I'll take it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving to your, I mean, you wear so many hats, but one of the other hats, uh, big hats that you wear is uh, as a member of the Seward City Council. So moving from the work world to just, you know, the Seward community at large, um, you know, how, how can you give me an overall sense of how, you know, the acceptance of the vaccine is going around town? Are, are, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's positive. Like, well, I'll, let me tell you about my grandma's experiences. So mm-hmm. they're both, one is 91 and one is 94. And so obviously I've been very interested in the, you know, when can we get them the vaccine? When is that going to happen? What do I need to do? And I have to tell you, um, my, my mother's mother, uh, she's like, you know, she, she just didn't know like what, how it would work. And I said, well, that, you know, we'll get you signed up and then, and then, you know, they'll call you and they'll set you up at an appointment. And, and she's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I should talk to my doctor about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I ran into, I think her nurse and I was like, this was, I mean, this is like in January maybe. And I said like, Hey, I think my grandma might have a few questions about the vaccine. I mean, I know she's probably going to take it, but like, you know, so God bless her. The nurse called her (laughs) (laughs) and said like, Adeline, you know, we we want you to take the vaccine. Well, as soon as she knew that the nurse and doctor, you know, she, you know, that they wanted her to take the vaccine. She says to me, what do I do to sign up? Okay. So right then and there, I pulled up the health department's, you know, webpage and I got her signed up and it took like two minutes, right on my phone. And so, so then, um, I'm at work and usually over the noon hour, I check social media. And so that, like at noon, I check social media and I see from Memorial healthcare systems that they're going to start calling senior citizens over the age of 80. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately call my grandma and I said, both of them. And I said, you're going to get a call from the hospital. They're going to set you up for an appointment for your clinic this week. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, they've already called and I'm going <laughs> tomorrow at 9 a.m. <laughs> so that's how, that is how good our system worked here. Wow. If you were signed up and they had you in their list before I could even get a hold of her to tell her they were going to be calling, she already had her appointment. And then both grandmas that happened with both grandmas. Um, So they both went down the next morning. One was at nine and one was at 10. And, um, you know, I take care of my mom's mom since my mom has passed away. And so I I check on her every night. And when I got there, um, she had, she was so excited to tell me about it. (laughs) She said, Jessica, it was the most organized and efficient thing I have ever seen. And they, um, apparently what they did is they had, first of all, keep in mind, these people are 80 and 90 that are coming down there. Uh-huh. This is at the Ag Pavilion. Um, they, they had people outside to like help them out of their cars and get in because it's, you know, February. Sure. So it's a little icy or wet or whatever. Um, they brought them in. There were wheelchairs and everything, like if you needed that. So they got them in. They got them like checked in right at the paperwork station. And then it was like, it was like a little line. You followed the line, you sat on one of the chairs, you got vaccinated, and then you had to move to a waiting area for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And it was just, she goes, I was out of there in 20 minutes. So that tells you how, how good it worked. And uh, both grandmas had stories about how good it worked. My grandma guys is she drew me a map so I could see the nice setup they had. (laughs) (laughs) She was very excited to tell me about it, which was awesome. I love that about her. Gives me all the, all the details. So as we move, move forward, um, in, in the availability of the vaccine. And, you know, we, we've all heard the promise that by May 1st, uh, vaccines, at least the ability to schedule for a vaccine should be there for all adults. How does a town like Seward reach 70%? Well, I mean, I, I do think there's a couple of things going on with, with vaccines. So um, all my aunts and uncles have now gotten theirs and, you know, they're in their 60s or now my dad and uncle Clark, and they just turned 70 mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Um, and then, you know, I think a lot of people in the community are getting them. Um, but I will say, I, I've noticed this even with amongst my friends, like I've had a couple of friends who have gotten them because of their jobs, like, and myself, I'll use myself as an example. I got mine because of my job, right? Mm-hmm. I have my photo of me with my vaccine being done. I have not yet posted that on social media. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm very, very happy. And I'm very, very excited that I got it. So it's not that I'm ashamed that I got it. I don't want to spike the football, right? Because right. I got it before some people who have medical conditions. And I got it before some people who are older than me because of my job. Like, it's right. not like. You're in a high risk environment. Right. 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 I, I mean, and I, and I, I have to run the vaccination program. And if I wasn't there, I w- you know we don't have another designated person to run it. So, I mean, it makes sense that I would get it. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of people like me who maybe have gotten it through some way with their job or or with a high-risk medical condition or something, but they're Mm -hmm. not talking about it Mm -hmm. because they don't want to talk about that. You know, they may be like me, they don't want to spike the football or they they don't want to talk about their medical condition or whatever the case may Mm be. I think there's more people have gotten it than, than everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know all my aunts and uncles, I think have gotten it at this point, but you don't see them talking about it on social media. I mean, sure. none of them, I mean, I've heard it through the family, you know, through our family, like grandma keeps mm-hmm. track of who's gotten it and tells me every day, <laughs> 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 you know? but um, you know what I mean? So I think Seward, I think Seward will get there. Um, okay. You know, there is going to be a percentage of people who won't get it. But if if mask if mask support or mask wearing is any indication, I mean, I, I also think with the masks as an example, there were a lot of people who wore the masks and who were very, you know, just they just did it. They did, but they never talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like they supported the mask wearing, but they didn't talk about it because they didn't want to get into any of the sure. crap on social media. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I think there's maybe more vaccination happening. I mean, if you look at our numbers, Nebraska's doing it decent. I mm-hmm. mean, especially in in the in the rural areas, I think people who have wanted the vaccine are getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. was a little bit. There was a couple of weeks of all, the vaccine tourism where, you know, people were like, I, I drove to North Platte, Walmart, because I heard that they had some extra out there or whatever. (laughs) Right. You'd hear these stories of that kind of thing going on or, um, you know, but I think I will tell you they're opening in Nebraska. I think on Monday, they are opening it to anyone over the age of 50. So if you are over the age of 50 and you want the vaccine, you will now be able to sign up and get your appointment. And I think that's, that's great. We're, we're on the right track. 
Um, you know, I'm going to guess, I don't know. I have no data. This is just a gut feeling. I'm going to guess Nebraska will be very similar to my facility and come in at around that 50%. Okay. And then what I think is going to happen, and I think this will also happen in my facility. I think that the people that got it in that first wave, like everybody who wanted it, that got it, they're all going to be fine. Right. You know, right. everybody's going to be healthy and living their lives. And I think people are going to say like, oh, you know, it's been six months. It's been a year, whatever it's been. I think then people will just finally come around to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've been. Uh, I, I've been <clears throat> joking with with people in my industry who are hesitant. So I, I too, was able to get vaccinated because of, uh, you know, my my industry and my uh, constant contact with, with people. Uh, like I was saying, I was up in Adelanto at a very large facility, a uh, hundred plus employees, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I have access to it. And so people are, ask me all the time, you know, okay, it's, you know, you, you had your shot, you had your uh, little, you know, little side effects, but ongoing, are you doing okay? And I always joke, well, I haven't grown a tail yet. And I haven't noticed, (laughs) I haven't noticed a satellite following me around. So, uh, so far, so good. So so hopefully, hopefully that will be, uh, that will be the, uh, the, the, the feeling out there. So just real quick, um, the to kind of circle the square on the vaccines, you know, we're starting to hear reports of uh, some businesses that are coming under fire because they are requiring uh, their employees. Uh, in, recently, in the New York Times, a, a quite famous restaurant in New York City, Jessica, uh, kind of was catching some flack because it was requiring its wait staff to get the vaccines. Is it one of our uh, restaurants that we used to go to? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't name it, uh, but <laughs> but you know what? What are your thoughts on that? If if a business decide makes the decision for their business, and, and you know your your and I know you're not, you know, you can't speak, you know, on behalf of your company, but this, it's an example of, you know, no, but a, I can, a processing I can, center. I can give you kind of the conversations we've had around it, right? Sure, please. So, um, well, first of all, you know, Costco is our parent company and, and we'll follow Costco's lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, at this time, we are not requiring it. And we, you know, we really don't want to go to that place, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. that's challenging. I think, it's an interesting dynamic in that, so the, the drug, the vaccine is not experimental. That was a, a falsehood that I debunked for one of our employees, but it is, it did have an emergency authorization, which is very right. different than experimental. Right. So what I've understood is that legally, businesses aren't allowed to require it until it is out of that emergency authorization phase and fully authorized. Hmm. I could be wrong about that. As I have said very often, I am not an attorney. Don't quote me. (laughs) Don't take this as legal advice. But I think, I think you have, I think, you know, legally you do have to be smart about looking at what legally you as a business can do. Right. That's a first, that's a first thing. Secondly, there's a lot of companies, uh, food processors included, not ours, but others who are paying people extra, like a bonus if they get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. 
That was a discussion and a debate we had to have internally about what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are doing $50 or $100 or things like that. We have not done that. And we have gotten close to 50% without doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a couple of people ask me if we were going to pay them. And I said, no, but thank you for getting the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get to the point where you have to play that card and force people to do it as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think people will ultimately come around. We don't force them to have the flu shot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know this is different. I get it, but you know, I'm hopeful we won't go to that that like that place. Now, this is what I do think is an interesting topic that that ties into this. I have had conversations with employees that when they ask if we're going to force them, and I've had a couple employees say, "If you force me, I will quit." Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to lose employees. I don't want to lose good people, right? Um, so I don't I don't want to go down that path as a business. Um, but the the society has like. I've said things to them like, well, it's my understanding that airlines are talking about a vaccine passport and that if you want to travel to other countries, you may be required to show proof of vaccination. And I know that Broadway and major, um, you know, concert venues are talking Mm -hmm. about vaccine passport. You know, I, I say none of these things have come to fruition at this time, but it's something you might want to think about and keep your eye on because there may be a point in your future where in order to go to a sporting event, um, you have to show proof of vaccination or in order to get on an airplane, you may have to show proof of vaccination. I think those are all just topics for people to have as top of mind as part of their decision-making process. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't know what that looks like if we were, I just don't know what that would look like to force people. I just, because then you get into a lot of um, HIPAA questions, you know, you have to ask if there's a medical reason they can't do it, which I know a few of my team members have, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get into all that with them. Right. Um, just, it kind of gets dicey. So I'm hopeful that people will just continue to trickle in and, and want the vaccine because it's one, it protects them, two, it protects those around them. And three, it helps us as a, you know, as a country get back to normal. Well, let's turn the page and let's talk. Uh, let's talk our one of our favorite topics, obviously, Seward, and uh, what's going on around town. Uh, business development has been something that Bobby and I have been talking about, and so we are just curious. You know what what's what's new? What's cooking in in Seward, Nebraska? We have a lot going on. Um, you know, I actually uh, before I. I came here on the pod this morning. I went up town and I got my coffee from JD's and I, you know, popped into a couple of our favorite stores. And I, you know, I love Saturday mornings on the squares. Like it is my Nirvana, you know, it's, (laughs) it's one of my favorite places to be. Um, Well, so, you know, the old Ben Franklin building, our family, our old family building. Yep. Um, So I don't know. A lot of people don't know. There's fabulous apartments up above. uh, I've lived in all of them when I was um, (laughs) at some some point in my life. I've lived in every single one of them, um, except for one, which was where my great aunt Bess lived. Um, So there's four apartments up there. I lived in three of them and she lived in the the fourth. Um, But that building just uh, turned over not too long ago to uh, a young 
family who are going to be developing it. Um, our beloved Ben Franklin is broken up into the original two buildings that it once was. So they've put that wall up down the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on one side, there's going to be um, a CPA office, but there's also going to be offices that can be rented out. Like if you are a small business owner and you want to rent one office space, like one office, but then sure. have joint access to a conference room and, and you know, a little kitchenette and everything. So it's like a, I'll just say it's kind of like a co-working space. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's super exciting, I think. And then on the other side, it sounds like there's going to be a bakery. And so that's um, another really great, fun thing. The lady that's doing it, I believe she does now do the farmer's market and has a really good following. It's not going to be the same. Doesn't sound like it's going to be like Lucy's bakery, right? It's like going to be a different kind of bakery where it's like more, um, specialty items like, um, you know, like cake pops and different, you know, things like that. She's, her, her stuff is fabulous. I've had some of it. Um, so that's, that's exciting. That's happening on, that's a downtown on the square thing. And of course we have a lot of fabulous boutiques um, and, the, and the small stores you have Murray Drug, et cetera, and Chapters. And of course JD's that I mentioned, you have yeah. Allure. Um, Lua Bella is a boutique that's up in the old um, Jones Bank um, building where they used to have the drive-through. Oh, okay. um, there's a, a store right across from the, the old Ben Franklin, the TNT Country Crafts and Boutique. I've been in there several times, bought some good stuff there. And so you've got a lot of really great things happening on the square. There's another coffee shop um, that's that's got some Concordia kids running that. Um, I have so to I ask think you real... Real quick, I have to ask, because it's something that Bobby and I have been uh, wondering, and it just shows you how long it's been since we've been back to Seward. I don't think either of us have been there since our our last... Yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah. I know, Luke. I was like, it's crazy you haven't been back here. I know, I know. what what is is there anything in the old middle school building i it just uh, it yeah, just occurred to a, me the other day that i was like what is going on with that place there's a church oh okay it's Got called it. the it's called the rock okay. and it's uh it's a church and it's a more contemporary from what i understand so yeah yeah okay. it's being used Got and it. then there's development around there as well there's um uh, my chiropractor is over there uh sean savota has a chiropractor this uh, office and then there um the dental places over there um where you know dr Shotker comes to tighten your braces <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean there's there's development union bank has developed around there um Got it. it's a nice development and then there's some housing on the back side of that development um and then you know i don't you guys haven't seen the rail campus so when you were last year there was nothing on the rail campus it was rail campus yeah yeah there was a big empty field down you know would be um be south of tenneco Mm -hmm. um and so now it is a developed rail campus with a new factory which is um schooler pet source so they make um basically a freeze-dried pet food pellets that go into a, a pet food product Mm. Um, and that, that is its own fabulous, uh, new development and story. It was about a hundred million dollar investment, <laughs> um, you know, a hundred jobs, uh, high pain. Well, you know, good benefits, um, fantastic growth opportunity for Seward. And we competed with that, 
um, we competed for that with other states. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I actually got brought into it really early in the process because I had to help recruit uh, my company to Nebraska um, and it was food processing. And so food processing specifically has a lot of public relations um, conversations around it because when people hear food processing, they often think smell and right. yuck. And, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and so um, the state actually asked, and because I'm, in, because I'm from Seward and I live in Seward and they knew I was involved with the one in, in Fremont that I helped recruit. They, they said, hey, you know, we're, we're talking to your economic development in Seward. We're talking to your economic development people in Seward and, and the mayor and the city administrator. And we're kind of going through this process. And would you be willing to provide some experience guidance of what you had happened to you when you went through your process and help that team kind of know what to expect? And so um, just because of the, my, my previous experience and my ties to Seward, I just kind of was in the, this really interesting experience place where I could share, here's what's going to happen. You're going to announce this and people, the first thing that's going to happen is someone's going to say, is it going to smell? I don't want it. It's going to smell, <laughs> you know? And then the next question is going to be like, oh, how is it going to, you know, is it going to harm the environment in any way? And, oh, the next question is going to be, who's going to work there? Like, what, what kind of jobs are they? Are they, are they low paying? Are they good paying? You know, like, those are all the questions that come with these things. So mm -hmm. I actually sat down with Jonathan Jank, our economic developer, and Josh, our mayor, and the city administrator, Greg Butcher, and kind of, I, I gave them, like, here's my experience. This is what happened with us. And so these are things, these are questions you're going to get. Be prepared to answer them as you go through this process. Um, with this business. And so we put together, you know, the answers to all those questions. And so it was really funny the day it was announced in town, you know, okay, guess where it got announced first. It got announced first on Seward Independent website. Within, I'm gonna guess 30 seconds, it was shared on Seward Community Chat. Mm -hmm. Guess what the first question was? <laughs> Is it gonna smell? Yep. <laughs> so, Immediately, um, because we were watching the, this all play out in real time, like community people and, and city council and Josh, the mayor, and everybody could like immediately respond and say like, no, this is state of the art and this is the technology they use and no one's not going to smell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you put that, if you put those questions to bed right away, then you, you don't have to deal, you know, you can, you have a narrative that's now like, oh, no, no, it's a new facility, but it's not going to smell as opposed to letting it just hang out there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. so, oh, I, um, I, uh, ironically, Jessica, I don't know if that's the right term here, but in my industry, we also have to deal with that question quite a bit. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I get it. People want clean air. I'm no problem. I do too. Um, you know, I, I have a 400,000 square foot food processing facility in Fremont that I walk into every single day and, doesn't smell mm -hmm. um and you know there is one little room that has a little bit of odor but that's just part of it you know right. but it's contained mm -hmm. and it's it's filtered and there's mm -hmm. no problems yes odor mitigation plans something i never <laughs> thought i would be an expert at but yes got <laughs> so um so that's how you know that's how development works like there's there's lots of processes and behind the scenes stuff it's not like you just show up and build something or say like i want to put you know, I want to put this here, like there's zoning and there's 
you know, there's all this infrastructure development underneath, like you have to make sure you have like the right electricity and the right fiber and the right wastewater processes and all those things. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm really proud that we've been able to bring some really cool development to Seward. There's some really new you know, some housing development, um, my dad uh, is on the lumber yard board and the lumber yard board um, worked on a housing development up on Hillcrest. It's called Fairway Woods. And um, there's a bunch of new homes going in up there. It's kind of behind um, a wooded area. And so they, they also built a new like little city park in the wooded area to be part of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's a little trail that goes through there that they developed. So that's a really cool new area for kids to play in. Um, and eventually that will tie into the rest of the bike trail when that gets developed, mm-hmm. which is in the works as well. Um, so, you know, but all this, all this requires a lot of planning and a lot of um, infrastructure development and then also funding, right? Like you don't just do it. You have right. to have all the pieces in place. Absolutely. So that's, um, that's where we are. Great. So there's, you know, one, one more thing. I mean, we are talking about Seward and we've already alluded to it. It's been what, five years, Bobby, since we've been back in town. Yep. Uh, what, what, you know, is, is there anything, is there anything going on the, this summer that, that you want to talk about? I am very <laughs> excited to tell you that we will have our in-person Seward 4th of July event and it will be fabulous and exciting. And we're going to have, as Uncle Clark would say, a double celebration uh-huh. to celebrate our honorees from last year and this year. Um, so last year, our plan was to honor the Rivley Theater for their 100 year anniversary. And our theme was the magic of movies. Mm-hmm. And so we will incorporate some of that into our theme from this year, which is uh, celebrating labor made in the USA and recognizing the hundred year anniversary of Hughes brothers. So you guys have to come back because it's going to be fabulous and fun. And, you know, we're going to do everything that we need to do in guidance with the health department. Right. Um, But it is happening. Um, It might be a little more spread out. Sure. Um, We might have to limit a few things here and there, but it is happening in person live so can't wait to see you. Yeah, I, I am. I am already scouring for scouring the internet for my American flag or maybe fireworks themed <laughs> mask. And uh, I cannot wait because, as we also alluded to, twenty-five years, Bobby. Holy yes. crap! Twenty-five years. Yes. Since we crossed the stage and got our diplomas from good old SHS. Stewart High School. Yep. And, and Luke, grandma has already told me that when you stay at the apartment, she will try not to blast her cowboy movies on TV too loud. So you'll be able to sleep this time. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I love my I love my roommate, uh, gra- grandma, grandma Coulterman. I, love it. I, can't wait. I can't wait. So, yes, if if that's not a clear enough indication, I think if I, I think I might have mentioned it already. I'm definitely going to be there this yep. summer. Absolutely. Uh, Bobby and Amber as well and obviously jessica will be the jessica the honorary member of the class of 96 even though technically class of 97 but uh 
you know, from, from all <laughs> waiting for the reunion. Can't yeah. wait. Looking all, forward to all it. intents and purposes. Come on. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Jessica, thanks so much for coming on today. Uh, would you, would you like to hear just a quick little warm and fuzzy before you got a skedaddle? Sure. Real quick. Okay. The big show at a hospital in Lafayette, Louisiana, Stephanie and William Stevenson made a promise to themselves and their family that their infant son, Matthew, born days earlier with Down syndrome, would be treated like anything else. Matt had two brothers waiting for him at home, Will the oldest, and now the middle child, Andrew. Well, Andrew Stevenson grew up to be a big league baseball player. He plays currently for the Washington Nationals, and he credits all the lessons he learned from his little brother, uh, Matthew, about patience and being able to go um, go, go the distance, even in the face of adversity. We sometimes get caught up in how fast can I get this done? How fast can I be, you know, how fast can I get better? And the thing that I've learned more than anything from my brother, Matt, is that this, uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, this might not suit how Matt does things, but he is going to do it right. And he's going to have a lot of fun in the process. And I credit that with my, for my big league success. Oh, that's fantastic. So thanks a lot, Jessica. Take care and we'll see you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show, but if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke, on Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke, and on LinkedIn at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.